to you by naturopathicearth.com. Here is certified health coach A. Gregory Luna with Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello, this is A. Gregory Luna. Of course, you can call me Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. I hope you're doing well today. We have our first male interview. We have our first male interview. I'm very excited about this. I have been wanting to do more interviews of confessions in the past. We've had the interviews with Heather and with Deborah, but I am very excited about having a male because the males give a different perspective. Also, Jimmy, the man that we're interviewing, is young. He's a millennial. He's only 19 years old, and he is a former student of mine. So not only do we get the male perspective, but we're also going to get the uh, the young person's perspective of whether or not there is bullying as an overweight boy in the early knots or teens of the 21st century and how that bullying is different than the bullying of the 1980s and 90s that I had endured. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about some very personal stuff that Jimmy brings up about his childhood and places that he's been and experiences that he's experienced pre-weight loss, post-weight loss. He had fluctuating weight loss and weight gain, as he'll talk about. And the thing that makes this interview with, with Jimmy so great is that he, and you can, you'll, you'll tell immediately, he's a very bright man, very articulate, knows his emotions uh, very well. And so he was a, a great great interview to have and hopefully you will enjoy this interview with Jimmy. Before we get to the interview, I do want to mention of course that we have three podcasts in the naturopathic earth world. NPE Radio and Holistic Health News is our flagship. That's the one that a lot of people listen to, probably the more popular one of the three. And on that one, of course, we cover medical cover-ups, clean eating tips, weight loss tips, addiction issues, mental health issues, and so forth. So I definitely recommend those of you who are more of the diehard confessions of an obese child listeners to, to go listen to Holistic Health News because that is definitely the, the feed in which we give more of the solutions to how to maintain your weight and how to reduce your exposure to so many hormone disruptors that can jeopardize your weight loss and weight maintenance. Some recent episodes we did, we did one on daily fantasy football addiction and its correlation to suicide and binge drinking. We also did one on Monsanto being caught putting, uh, or I guess more like being exposed for all the, uh, the the hormone disruptors and carcinogens that they've put in Roundup and how there was a humongous court case settlement where it was admitted that Roundup causes cancer. We did a great medical expose on Susan G. Komen being a complete fraud where they pocket most of the money and none of it goes to research and development and how they essentially enable big medical device and uh, big cancer into continuing the spread of cancer and not really doing much to to actually eradicate it because of course if they, we eradicated it there's no money to be made from that and we did one recently as well on dental floss having loads of hormone disruptors in it and as well as whole foods being caught putting hormone disruptors pfas into their carton so those are just some recent episodes so again go check those out and lastly we do have kate's apothecary which is an essential oil podcast it's very popular among those who love aromatherapy Kate did episodes on peppermint, lemon, 
frankincense and lavender. So each episode, she goes through the myriad usages uh, for each of those oils and how they benefit each of the organ systems, and then also some do-it-yourself solutions and remedies that you can use for each of those oils. So it's a great, it's a great podcast feed. Kate's got a really relaxing, soothing voice. And if you're really into diffusing oils or using them, then definitely listen to that feed. All right, so let's get to Jimmy and his confession. here today with Jimmy, my former 19-year-old student. Jimmy, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, actually. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You had shared some news with me beforehand about a, a big event that you have today. What, what's uh, going on? Yeah, it's an OPAT. It's an um, Occupational Physical Aptitude Test for the Army because I'm supposed to ship out this summer on July 22nd. Nice, nice, nice. Very good. All right, so you are my first male confession of an obese child interview. And I wanted to get the male perspective, so I'm very excited about this. So, so let's start from the beginning. Alrighty, so like way, way back, way, when, way back. What is your birth uh, order? Siblings? What do your parents well, do? For technically, for my mother, I'm an only child. I have, um, I have a half sister. Well, I have two, three half sisters actually. I don't know the other two. They're a lot younger than me. One is about six, and I don't know the age of the other one. Um, but my half sister is 11 years older than me. And then my stepdad's daughter is about 33, 34, give or take. We're not in contact that much, but, um, well, when I was born, uh, my mom was married to my biological father and he, he wasn't the nicest guy from what I've heard. He was a little neglective and alcoholic. He used to work at Sherwin Williams, but I was about, but I was two when they divorced. I mean, I was, um, I've always been a big, big kid. I mean, when I was born, I was like 7.6 pounds, 22 inches. But as a toddler, I just put on weight rapidly. Mm. And I had, a I have a friend who he was always, he was always a stick. He was the octopus. He would like wriggle along the floor. He was born like six pounds and stayed six pounds, like a month and a half. I nearly, apparently nearly doubled in size from the first two months. So so let's let's go back. So your father is no longer in the picture. Oh no 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 no. He's no he gave up all rights to me when my stepdad adopted me. Okay, so you were two when he. I I, no, I was I was actually four or five when my stepdad adopted me. So we have this holiday called Sun's Day, which is the day my dad adopted me. My stepdad adopted me. It was uh, June first, and so this one time I was in preschool because I used to think it was a holiday for everybody. And because on the holiday, we always went down to go eat at a place of my choosing. I never got any presents, but it was always, we always went out to eat no matter what. Mm. And so I was in preschool and I was, I was telling one of my buddies and I was like, Hey, today's Sunday. That means we get to go out and eat wherever we want. And he looks at me and he just goes, what's Sunday? Sunday. And the teachers end up pulling me inside and just go, Jimmy, Sunday is only for you. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, what? I'm I have a, special. I have a special holiday other than my birthday. This is great. <laughs> I was so happy for about two years. Then I realized, wait, this isn't that special of a holiday. Darn it. <laughs> wah, wah. Oh, yeah. No, but, um, so your father left at a young age. Do you think this affected you at all? No, because I've always had a father figure in my life. 
But around when I was five, my, uh, my mom ended up getting sick. She has an autoimmune disease, seronegative spondylopathy. It's, it's in the family of lupus, and it has, a, it has characteristics of both rheumatoid and psoriatic arth- arthritis and some lupus characteristics thrown in there. It's not lethal, but it does cause her a lot of pain and stuff. And I mean, I've, I've had to take care of her ever since I was a little kid, which was kind of, it, it puts stresses on you. It makes you grow up a little faster, but I mean, I think it did me a lot of good. And your stepdad was around. Those, yeah, yeah, he was, but, yeah. um, he had actually just retired when I was about three. He retired from the army when I was about three Okay. on April Fool's day, no less. And so he, he was there, but he was, uh, and working a civil service at the time. He was working. This is when we lived up in Lawton, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So you're not a Texan. I'm not a proper Texan. Uh, I'm a Western. You got here as soon as you can, like the, the yeah, old Davy Crockett say. Yeah, I got here when I was about 11. But, yeah. I mean, so I had to take care of myself a lot to make sure I got up when I was in elementary school because I was in kindergarten, first grade, when it really got bad. And so I, I was making sure I was up on my own most night, most days. My mom would try and walk me down to the bus stop whenever she could. But other than that, it was usually me going down by myself sometimes, especially when I got into second and third grade. But I don't know if that really caused me to start eating. I don't know when I started really eating because well, stress. Was, that was my next question. So when, at what age did you start noticing you were gaining the weight or, or kids made comments or your parents, your stepdad, your mom. Well, the comments comments. really, really started in middle school because that's when I started like having, that's when I started to have to wear bigger pants because as far as I knew, I was the only sixth grader in size 32 pants. Yeah. Yeah. Because you would have been like 12. Did you ever have to go to the big and tall store? No, actually, I was always right below the limit. You were spared that trauma. I was. I was. I was always spared that trauma. My grandfather wasn't because he was about six foot five, so we always had to go to the big and tall store to get stuff that just fit him regularly. On the episode I have on the big and tall store, it's like when you you go there, because I was probably... My apex was 58-inch waist, and I was about 15. So I started going junior high. But you would just look at the other kids in there, and it was that look of shame, that look of that, that nod you would give each other. It was just yeah. horrible because the fashion is never really good. They don't have good fashion. It's all plaid. It's just it's horrible, and then it's overpriced, right? Honestly, know- it's like Abercrombie and Finch, but for but for heavier people. It's really kind of sad, and because the, they know you're a captive audience, they know that you have no other place to go to buy your five X. L size and so they mark it up three times. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm glad that I didn't have to go. I was I almost had to go. I almost had to go because the heaviest I've ever been is about 260 pounds. Okay, like heaviest I've ever been. That's high school. That's high school. That was actually sophomore and junior year. Okay. I mean, I was in size 40 pants. I was almost in 42s because the highest a average retail store would go was 40s, and my 40s started getting tight on me. Now, were you putting the waist? Under the belly or around the belly? I was putting it around the waist. Yeah, so I used to do that too. So if you look because, at pictures of me, I've never really funny. had I never really had like an overhanging belly. Well, I, I, when I was in middle school, I did, but in high school, I really didn't have it. I I have a bubble butt. I'm cursed to have thunder thighs, and I I the sad thing is, is I actually have a butt that sometimes put women to shame. Mm. It's quite sad, really. Yeah, isn't that a double standard? How women we we laud the fact that women have nice arses, nice and round, but why can't men have that? No, no. Like, okay, so <laughs> one day, one day, I made a mistake. I went New Year's with my with my half sister, and I'm getting drunk, and I ended up putting on a pair of her leggings. Hmm. According to her, I have a better arse than ninety percent of the women she sees, 
And it's pretty bad if your sister tells you that you are thick. That's pretty bad, <laughs> at least in my opinion. And this was about, geez, when I was, this was when I was 16. This was, geez, three or four years ago. This was way, way back. And this was over New Year's, but there was, like, that's when it started clicking for me. And I was like, I well, was. Well, let's go back to middle school. Okay, so middle, middle school, oh, you, boy. Were, were there any taunts, names? yes. Yes, there was whole nine yards. Cause it started really in sixth grade because I've never really been a good runner. I never, I've always been more of a weightlifter type. I've always been really good at weights and stuff. But we would always, in, in sixth grade, when I went to middle school, we always had these track days. I loathed them because yeah. Yeah. I had to yeah. run, and I was the right. slowest runner. Right. I could never run far. I could never run fast yeah. Yeah. because I was, I was fat. Right. I really was like in middle school. I was, I was like 180 pounds yeah. at 12. That's borderline unheard of. Now when, when it, at your age, were you changing in the locker rooms? Cause back in the eighties, I, I was changing change. the bathroom. I was changing the bathroom. Okay. I wasn't even going to do it because I had strikes marks all over. Okay. So I didn't have that luxury. We had a, we, our locker room was like a, an eighth of the size of this room and we all had to change and the kids, and I mentioned this in the locker room episode, they would grab my super elastic pants. I had to get the big and fat store, big and tall Ooh. store. They would steal it to see how many kids would fit in my pants. Wow. And no, so they the, never did the that coach me. was never sensitive to me. And like, oh, you know, uh, Albert. Because, you know, I go by Albert when I was a kid. I was fat Albert, which is the worst name to have when you're fat because of Bill Cosby, right? So he would, he would never be like, you know, Luna, you can just go change in the bathroom. So the kids would steal my stuff and I'd be crying and I'd be like, give, give me back my gym shorts. You know, I didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't going to like confront them. And it was horrific. And then the, the coach would come out when everyone was changed. He'd be like, oh, give Luna his shorts back, you know. But it, it was traumatic. So, yeah. Honestly, because a lot of mine was just verbal. Like, the kids never really touched me because um, this one time a kid actually tried to try to mess with me. And the perk of having a military dad is is they – well, my dad and I, we – the weird thing is is that, yes, we're not related by blood, but we look almost identical. Like, I think I've shown you a picture of that. I think if not, I'll have to show you after this, but yeah. we, we look almost identical hmm. and it's, it's weird. It's weird. He was meant to marry your mom. Honestly, <laughs> like that, that's what I think in the back of my mind. I was just like, how did y'all meet in the Walmart free frozen meat section? And you look just like me. What is this? Because my, my biological father and I look nothing alike. Yeah. We have maybe like the same shaped nose, but if you look at my dad and I, we look identical. It's so weird. So he taught you some, some, some no, I, or what? Actually it's because, um, we, we used to slap box and wrestle a lot. So he's ex-military. So I picked up a couple of things from him. Mm-hmm. And this kid had me in a headlock because we were fighting over a whistle and he was calling me fat and all these names. He had me in a headlock. And I, I remember one thing he taught me was if a kid has you in a headlock, just throw your fist up, catch them those, and they're going to let go. That's the last. That, after that, nobody really messed with me because nobody, because I was also like, I was also, I wasn't, I wasn't the tallest kid, but I was the biggest and I was, I think, I, because a lot of the kids in my gym class were sticks. I mean, they were twigs. They were like as thick as wire cord. So they they knew that if I wanted to, I could easily just if I caught them, I could I could probably hurt them more than they so could hurt you me. So you were you were kind of big, husky, strong, fat. Yeah, my impression because you said you didn't have the big overweight. I didn't have the belly. big overweight belly, but I was still big. Yeah, like, I was big for a twelve year old. Mm-hmm. I mean, but like ominously big where kids wouldn't F with you aside from this kid. Yeah. Except for this kid. Cause he was also a good friend of mine, yeah. but I mean, we're, we're still friends of the day, 
But um, yeah, it was. Aside from that, I mean, a lot of it was just verbal. When I was running track, it was yeah. when I was running a lot of track. It's like, come on, you move faster than that. Move those chubby legs. Uh, Do this. Yeah. Make I, some friction. That, that that's a personal favorite. Make some friction. Oh, I would get earthquake. So when I was so going back to 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 the track, P. I hated P too. So I would start running it's with torture. the group, and then the whole group would do two laps by the time I would get to half a lap. And then the coach by that point would be like, Luna, just get back over here. And so by the time I would walk back, everyone had done all four laps. That's how slow I was. Well, I wasn't, I really wasn't that slow, that slow per se, because like I, I, I got lucky because I, I was like the strong husky kind of fat. Mm. Like I got lucky in that sense. But it was it was still because like I I could never run yeah so I mean like I for every lap I do everybody else would do two yeah. yeah and my coach knew that I could be better and he always pushed me and I'm kind of thankful for that because that helped me from preventing eating a lot more because like he made me so tired I wouldn't want to eat hmm. well that's good to say that's how I lost my way at the end I finally had a P coach that didn't enable my inability to run and he he just you know straight talk you know luna you're gonna die young you need to do it and he that's how eventually i lost my way but the name i got mostly in in in, in, in running was earthquake so that every time i'd be running they go bull, bull, bull. oh no seismic 7.9 because luna <laughs> so I, I used to get a lot of that no okay. um the one i got was uh was flapjack that was one <laughs> i got i got flapjack and actually we had a we had a canadian kid at one point and he just goes Hey, I think I think Jimmy's gonna make some uh, flapjacks in between his legs. Like even I had to laugh for one because that one was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, but come yeah. from a twelve year old, like it's it's still hard a little bit. I mean, I was I was bullied because of that. I also had a downside of being heavier is that your hair is. I also had long hair. No, oh. I had like a shaggy mop. Like I looked like Shaggy, oh. but with acne and oh. glasses. Oh. It was it was nasty. And did you get Did you get any titty twisters when you were younger? Because I got a bunch of titty. Because I had big man boobs. Yes. Yeah, the titties. Yes, I did. I was um, actually uh, I discovered I could fit in um, and a B cup bra at one point. That would have been an interesting scene to see. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, what kind of revelation was that? How did did you just like find somebody's bra? Like I just want to try this. No, on. I, I was hanging out with a, with a friend of mine who was a girl, and she goes, "Hey, try this on. Let's see if this fits you." And it did. And I just literally sat on the ground crying for five minutes. Yeah. I was like, "Oh no, I'm so fat. I fit in a girl's yeah. bra." Yeah, I have it. Really depressing, actually. I had an episode. I think it was seven called the bra, where I talk about how I had to go to a department store. And my dad gave me money to buy a bra, and then I I almost bought it, but I was deliberating like, would I be made more fun of? As a guy who wear a bra, who wore a bra, or would I be made more fun of if I just, you know, had my man boobs flapping around? The I decided of having not a, to get a bra. The downside of having a man boobs is when it's cold, you, you, you <laughs> they're like diamonds. It's horrible. I, I remember this one yeah. time because it was really cold and we were doing PT, uh, PE, and I was running out and I had I had my shirt on and it was a little smaller for me because I've been put on somewhere. This is about seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it. We're going out to do, to run the 5k. And it was, it was a little cold, a little chilly. And my nips started to get a little, a little hard just because just it was cold. And all of a sudden this kid comes over and just flicks him mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, dang, you could cut through diamond with those things. It just runs off. Think three other kids do it. Like the entire period I'm running this 5k, which takes me like an hour and a half, by the way. They're just flicking me, flicking me, flicking me. I just get back. I am furious. Yeah, it's understandable. I was so mad. My nipples used to bleed. I remember they would like like mine were inverted. 
Were they? Yeah, mine were inverted. They didn't pop out till like I was oh geez seventeen. Yeah, they, they it would but like really when I lost the weight because past middle school, I stayed about the same weight. Like I shot up over the summer between eighth grade and uh, not in freshman year. That's when I shot your, your up. Your weight shot up. No, like my height shot your up. Your height shot up. I went from about let's see five four to about five seven from eighth grade to uh, freshman year. Okay, so let's go back to middle school. So when you when you were being bullied and all the things you mentioned. Did that fuel you to go emotionally eat? Like, oh, I am a yes. fat piece of ass. You know, now I'm just going to go eat more. I have nothing. There's no reason for me not to do it. I'm a horrible piece of, you know, crap. Well, and then yeah. the cycle of shame would contribute to yeah, more because, eating. Yeah, um, because, yeah. And I mean, like, no, nothing against my parents. But, like, my dad didn't really start harping on me about my weight until eighth grade year. And that caused me to, like, start. Because he started noticing that I was getting the bigger pants. He's like, if you don't stop, you're going to be fat. No one's going to want to be with you blah blah, blah. this stuff stuff like that it wasn't how, how did you take that did you take that like oh my stepdad loves me and cares about me and i understand where it's coming from or did oh, you get well, defensive? I, I got defensive i took yeah. it like, like he was like he was being mean like that's what i took yeah. it as yeah i mean it was just I, I i know that he loves me and i know that he cared for me he raised me better than my biological father could and i respect him for it i mean yeah we didn't get along sometimes and actually he's he got to the point where he was almost i want to say like 300 pounds almost to the point and he ended up dropping a lot of weight and that's where i got my motivation from because after he in, oh. in a year he lost about 80 pounds and he, he was about 51 52 he lost about 80 pounds he got down to about 220 and i'm i'm, I'm pretty i'm proud of him like yeah, i don't I, I don't say it to him often but i know he's gonna listen to this but like i am proud of him and i mean that that fueled me to start because i've done three i've three times through high school i've tried to lose weight it wasn't until this last time that it was really successful successful did did they put you like back in the 80s they would put us on diet plans like i'd go no. see a dietitian or jenny craig and you would have to use the cards and cash in your cards and we used to weigh the food on little scales like you can only have six oh, ounces okay. of chicken and yeah, we, yeah. Well, no, we, we did that but we did that on our own because we have this um there was we, we used an app called uh it was well, we started using my fitness pal recently before before i moved out but it was because we had uh we ended up getting fitbits Okay. Uh, we 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 get in the garments. I have a Garmin Vivo three right now. It's actually really useful. Like we use those counter steps. Always make sure we had our steps. That's how he lost it all. He walked because we he bought a treadmill from his boss because he's still civil service to this day. And he bought a treadmill from his boss. He used treadmill and he get on it, watch NASCAR, relax. He's from Arkansas. What do you think he's gonna watch? Uh, and he get on there. He watch his his shows he just walk and then i started doing it like i get on netflix because we had a, a headset from an old xbox uh, and we put it on it was a bluetooth and we bluetooth the tv and i watched my show as i walked and my steps would usually be ten thousand a day so i get up sometimes i get up in the morning and i walk or i do it when i got home from school because i didn't start working until sophomore year really no freshman after i turned 15 that also helped lose weight. Believe me, working helped a lot. You're on your toes here. You're moving around. Oh, yeah. Let's go back to so the treadmill. You know, one of the big the big kind of biohacks you see, especially in California, the upright treadmill desks. You ever seen one of those? Where uh, it's essentially I've seen, I've seen a treadmill. Upright, I've seen the upright. I've seen the treadmill desk. I've yeah, seen the yeah, upright yeah, yeah. desk. It's essentially a treadmill, and they just glue a desk on the top, and then you can control the speed. And oh, so a lot useful. of people are just put it really slow, and they're just walking on the treadmill and just typing on the phone and so forth. And that's just another kind of biohack where you can just burn a lot of calories. I mean, that works walking. because my uh, he, as far as dad has a standing desk. He yeah. Has, he, yeah. He has 
was one of the ones that moves from uh, sitting down to standing up just to help his back and yeah. his knees a little bit because I mean from the time of the military his knees kind of messed up yeah I mean you don't go in the military not expect to come out with some sort of messed up joint at one point in your life it could be your finger it could be your back especially especially if you get deployed you're gonna come back with some part of you messed up I guess it's better that than PTSD or something crazy honestly like yeah that. I mean yeah. I think I'd rather have a, a mess that knee that hurts when it's gonna rain than PTSD let's be honest. So so let's go to so you so they try to help you lose weight none of it worked. Oh no, okay no it did it did I just okay. didn't stick with it because if we're past middle school and we're past high school I realized I needed to start losing weight sophomore year that's when I really started it freshman and sophomore I started it for freshman year about for about two or three months and we we got an app called uh, what is what is it called. I forgot what it's called, but we've used three apps. Yeah. I don't remember the first one. And then we started using, um, lose it, which just tracks your food, your calorie. We counted calories. We counted calories. Like, like we were pinching pennies. It was, so your whole family was dieting. Cause you make, no, not my mother, my, mo- my mother, it was just my mom, my, my dad and I, my okay. mom couldn't do it because my mom doesn't eat. Cause she'll go two or three days without eating. Cause she, the medicine will make her not hungry. So she'll go two or three days without eating. Sometimes she'll eat and then she'll throw it up right after. So it really just depends on how she's feeling. Cause I mean, She's doing really good now because you ever heard of a neurostimulator? Yeah. She has one of those and it helps out a lot. Okay. It, it, she's eating more now and she makes some delicious enchiladas. Their cooking did not help. It was, oh God, it was delicious. Because my my dad makes his Mexican casserole that is, oh, to die for. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> No, but um. So so l- let's get to high school. So you're you're up and down on your weight. You got to high school. The fun part. So let's talk about because uh, I, I really want to segue into how bullying has changed from when I was in high school from from back in the eighties. I've never really actually been bullied in high school. Okay, so th- this this is my central thesis. So when I was in eighties, early nineties, we had the the shoving your face in the urinal. Uh, shoving you in the locker, shoving you in the porta potty, and tumping over the porta potty. These are things that that happened to me. And, and back then, because I think there were less overweight kids. I mean, obesity now is thirty percent of adults. Sixty percent of adults are overweight. I I, I want to get your take on it because you're you're a millennial. But back then, it was it was rarer, and so they would pick on the fat kids, pick on the acne kids. But now, you know, I look in my own classroom and. A third of the kids are overweight. And so maybe there isn't a stigma. So you kids aren't made fun of for being overweight. You guys are just bullied in other ways. Well, we are. Sometimes we were because I know that I, I got made fun of for being a fat A. I, I got called that sometimes. And I mean, it didn't hurt at that point because I was so used to it. Like, it didn't really affect me. But I mean, it's not as rampant now because... Do you know how hard it is to drag a kid to a bathroom and shove his head in? You know, it's really, it's actually really difficult because I tried doing it with my friends. Like, we weren't bullying him, but we were like, okay, well, let's try this because I want to see how difficult it is. Because we were bored one day. We're like, already. So this is like Mythbusters. Yeah, yeah. It's actually really <laughs> difficult to drag a kid, even with two dudes. It is incredibly hard to drag a kid and shove his face in the urinal. Well, see, see, I was so beaten down that they didn't have to drag me. They'd just be like, Luna, go to the bathroom. You know, like like, like when the, the bully comes and you have to give him your yeah. money. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. I was like so beaten down. Like, they didn't have to drag me because I was. You're just, so fat, you just couldn't you, drag me. You just because <laughs> uh, they would beat me up. They'd bully me and beat me up. But yeah, no. Um, so I you mean, don't you think you don't think bullying now is more social media based? Yeah, personally, because I mean, I'll be scrolling through Instagram every once in a while, and I'll see, I'll see hate comments like you're you're stupid, but they're really rare and far in between now. Because honestly, cyberbullying isn't as from what I see, it isn't as played out as I've seen it. 
because I, I think personally, from what I've seen from my personal experience, I don't see a lot of cases of cyberbullying. Are you talking about like fat shaming? You're talking about cyberbullying in general. I'm talking, I'm talking about both. Fat shaming. Fat shaming is is not as I honestly thought that it would be more rampant than it actually is. Because now it's bullying, especially here, there's next to no bullying whatsoever from what I've seen. I've never been a recipient of it. I would agree. Like I rarely when I'm in the hallway see kids bullying each and other. And even like then it's the it's most likely a joke. Yeah. And like yeah. they'll be messing with each other because they because here like they'll they'll make fun of each other and sometimes they'll roast them in class. But I mean, that's like a once or twice thing. It's not consistent. So do you think the kids are just nicer or they just shifted all, they just made all their, their meanness latent and they just wait till they're on social media and then they end I honestly just feel like, like each kid is so self-obsessed now. <laughs> they don't have time for anybody. I am being honest to God. I, I, I cause when I was here, I, I saw so many people so self-obsessed with themselves. Well, I mean, well, that's, that, that's redundant, but yeah, they, they're so obsessed with themselves. Well, that's they what social media does. It makes us all narcissists. I mean, half the time right? I'm on social media for memes. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm on there for that and Marvel fan posts. That's all I do. I'm being serious. Like my Instagram is nothing but memes and Marvel fan posts. Cause I, I there's barely any pictures of me. There's barely any pictures of my friends. I use it to contact my friends every once in a while. So you would say this is the better time to be a fat kid than bad. Honestly, the because they fat kids are getting help now. They're not getting made fun of hmm. because a lot of the reason I lost weight was because I, I ended up going into doing boxing training mm. because I, I had a nasty breakup my junior year. Mm. It was right after it was actually on my birthday. Oh, that's I, I, I got over it, but it was a nice breakup. And I had a, I had a, pension. she couldn't wait a day. <laughs> I, it was a day. It was a day. It was a night before it was a night oh, before yeah. it was even night better, be- even it better. Was <laughs> night before. And cause like I'm, I'm pretty pro cause I, I have pretty severe anxiety. I have pretty severe anxiety, pretty mild depression. I mean, and do you think any of that stems from growing up overweight? Do you think that's a whole separate reason? Yes. Growing up overweight? It's both really. Uh, and I'll actually explain like his weight loss. Actually that plays into my weight loss actually. And I'll explain why later, but we had a really bad breakup and she like, I, I really cared about her. We dated for, I dated her for about six months and she, she broke my heart. And so I was having a panic attack and I, whenever I have those, I have penchant for punching things. Mm. That's just my instant reaction because the pain will snap me out of it. Mm. And with that, I had got the idea. I was like, you know what? I make enough money at my job. Cause I was working part-time. I was in high school. What if I went and I got a punching bag? Because that would help me so much. That would help. It's better than punching the wall. It is. It's a good workout. It's, it's a nice stress reliever. I don't make as many holes in the walls. Those little friends, I'll break my hand. And I think like, my parents were perfectly okay with it. So, I mean, every morning, every night, I would be up there. I'd be hitting that bag. And it was great till about April, April of my junior year. And that's, and I was losing weight. So, that, that December, when I weighed myself, because I was an RTC and I weighed myself for the Cadet Fitness Challenge, I was about 260. That's when I really cut. And how tall are you? Just so people uh, know. Well, then I was about 5'10. Now I'm about six foot. Okay, so you're tall. Uh, I'm six foot and I'm about 190 pounds now. Okay. I was 260 then. When I enlisted that February, a month and a half later, I was 230 pounds. And for six foot, and my body fat percentage was about 25, 26%. Barely under the passing for maps. Barely. So I managed to enlist in the National Guard. I'm now on active duty. And I went from there and I, I started working out. Then, as I said, my dad and I didn't always get along. And there was one night where we had a massive fight and I, I broke down. Mm. 
Mm. I had a panic attack and I attempted suicide Mm. because like my whole life, even if it's, if it's not, if it's not someone else, it's always something that's always stressing me out. It's, it could be my mom being sick. Cause I mean, that hurts. My grandfather had dementia. Uh, it was me being overweight, me being still made fun of. You, you had a lot on your plate at a very young age. I mean, I, I, I did, but like, that, that still wasn't an excuse to try what, to do what I did. Cause I, sure. I, I tended suicide because of it. Cause I was tired of being made fun of, tired of being, I wasn't really bullied, but it was still like everybody judged me and I was tired of it. Mm. And I tried to just kind of end it all. I mean, I, I'd have really rough few months. I, I went through two bad breakups mm. and then I went to a place called Lower Ridge mm. and that helped me actually lose a lot of weight because the food they feed you is hospital food. <laughs> I spe- do not eat the eggs. If you go, do not eat the eggs. That's the bright side. So I, I interviewed somebody else over on Holistic Health News who was in Lower Ridge, but for people who aren't in San Antonio, you might want to explain. Right, so it's Lower Ridge. It's a, it's a mental behavioral health hospital. Yeah. I mean, it has, it has an, an acute unit for both adults and for uh, teenagers. And when I went in there, I was a teenager. It was my junior year. Now, were you voluntarily admitted? Oh, uh, actually, it was school mandatory. The school uh, mandated uh. because I had a really good friend of mine who I talked to because I made him sick. I had self-harmed a little bit. And I talked to her, and I said, I just need to talk to somebody to get this off my chest. And she went, she told the school counselor. And the school counselor went and said he needs to do 72-hour detention. That ended up turning into 81 days. Wow. Yeah, well, but, that's like a separate podcast. Too bad we don't have time for that one, but that that is amazing. Yeah, well, it was it was pretty good. I mean, if you, I, I will gladly come back and talk about it <laughs> because it, it did help me lose a lot of weight and it got me my self esteem up. Because I always call myself ugly. I always call myself fat. I always call myself that I was never good enough. And I was, but when I was on Laurel Ridge, it I realized that I was dropping weight because I weigh myself. They weighed us every week, and I realized started realizing about my second month in. Not my second month, but my second or third weekend, I was dropping some weight. And I was like, what is, how am I losing this? And stuff just kind of goes, oh, it's the food. It just helps you lose weight. There's barely any, there's enough nutrients in there, but it also helps you. There's no, there's next to no fat. It's all hospital food. It's all healthy. And you weren't allowed to snack throughout the day. Just Oh, no, no, we did. We had breakfast and we had lunch. We had dinner. Okay. And we had uh, two snacks. All right. But the snacks were like, the snacks were like the unhealthy part. Everything else was healthy. Hmm. Like it was like powdered eggs some really really delicious pasta let me tell you it was delicious they had um wednesdays they had sandwiches like mm. subway sandwiches really good mm. and like the food there it was good for you and it helped me because by the time i left Lower ridge i was 195 pounds wow so you lost 35 pounds wow, so when i got out that's a nice ancillary benefit of being admitted for uh, attempted suicide, right? I mean, it was really uh, that <laughs> anger management. It was, uh, it was, it, it was rough, but I mean, it, it worked out. It worked. I got into a couple fights in there. I broke a window, snuck in some cigarettes. We had fun. <laughs> oh, by the way, we also made hand sanitizer alcohol. That was lovely. <laughs> Tasted great. You just know you can't breathe for about ten seconds. You feel like you're, you're like if you light a match near your mouth, your whole lungs are gonna explode. It's lovely. The, the dark side of the dark side what you do on your free time uh, yeah we did a lot of interesting things in our free time it was great you know there was a show on Netflix that came out like six months ago called Insatiable and Insatiable is about uh, what's her name Debbie Ryan I think is the girl and she's in high school and she is morbidly overweight she's made fun of and then oh, she has yeah. a coma and the coma makes her lose her weight and so the, the show is good in that it kind of talks about emotional eating, binge eating, what it's like to be in high school and be picked on. Cause now she's it sounds be- really familiar. She's a beauty pageant. Now she goes into beauty pageants. Anyways, I would recommend you watch that show. I pro- I'll probably watch my little sisters. 
Okay, so before we talk about you worrying about getting your weight back, so you never had problems getting girls in high school because you mentioned you had a girlfriend. So you weren't like I I didn't talk to a girl till I was eighteen. I mean, they, they were like invisible. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've always been really outgoing just as a person because I mean, you have me in your class, you notice I never shut up. But um, no, I've never really had issues with it. If a girl liked me and I liked her back, I mean, I always gave it my shot. I always gave it a shot. I think my shortest relationship was two months. Yeah, my longest is a year and a half. I mean, because it, it's really difficult now for people to look past the weight and realize, oh, they're actually a great person because now a lot of relationships are physical, but like they're supposed to be physical and emotional. Well, see, here's the thing I noticed, like, and I talked about this with Heather, the other woman that I interviewed, when you're overweight, you still have crushes on people that are regular weight. So when I was a kid and I'd be, I'd be mad, like, oh, Veronica doesn't like me because I'm fat. Then I'd look yeah. in the mirror and realize, well, all the girls I have crushes on aren't fat. They're all regular weight. So I can totally understand why these girls would not be into me because I guess we all want to be with regular weighted people. So yeah, well, we all, we all have our, yeah, we all have our idea of what the perfect weight should be and it varies from person to person. But it's, I mean, I, I never had an issue with it, but like now I'm not really trying, I guess, because I mean, I've had, let's see, five girlfriends since sophomore year. Ooh, little player. No, actually, <laughs> well, I mean they've all been decent relationships. They've all ended horribly, but yeah, I mean they, they really didn't base off weight. Like the last one was like I lost a lot of weight. I was about one ninety when I came back from my senior one ninety one ninety five. I came back from my senior year. So this is after Laurel. Yeah, this Ridge. is this is actually post Laurel Ridge because I didn't okay. get out to Laurel Ridge that 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 June. Okay. Oh, sorry, so, that July is when I got out. So you came out. You had lost to thirty five pounds. Yeah, I was one ninety five. I was looking good. I came by and I started senior year here, and. Then I, I got a girlfriend that ended horribly, as, as you know. And then after that, I mean, I've just been kind of focusing myself, preparing myself for my enlistment, working on it. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried I'm going to gain the weight back, especially since I'm going to basic training this, right. this summer because I know for a fact that I will, I will stay lean because, I mean, I'm working out still a lot. I work out as often I can. I mean, I work at a McDonald's and I do all the maintenance and all the stocking work. And let me tell you, those boxes of fries are heavy. They're about 40 pounds a thing. And I carry two or three of them at a time. See, I don't think I could work at a fast food place because I'd be wanting to nibble on all the food. Oh, know? I do that. Yeah. Do you? But, but I mean, I work eight hour shifts. So I mean, I'm on my, I'll snag a chicken nugget here and there, but a good sandwich at McDonald's is this, um, the grilled mushroom, this mushroom Swiss burger, but with uh, grilled chicken really good. Uh, let me tell you, it's delicious. Uh, recommended to the listeners. Yes. Trust me. Go to your nearest McDonald's and get the mushroom Swiss burger, but with grilled chicken because mcdonald's grilled chicken is good but if you don't want that we also have it in the crispy and all and the uh the quarter meat depends on what you want but if you do like mushrooms and you like swiss cheese get it it's lovely also has uh, fried onions on it i did a holistic health news episode on how mcdonald's has been removing a lot of preservatives from their food the quarter meats are delicious now let me tell you because we have fresh meat it's every quarter the um the 10 ones which are like the regular patties are still flash version but the the um the quarter pound of meats are fresh meat like it's fresh raw beef yeah that's good to know i know i know they've changed it uh, so let, let's finish up so coping mechanisms are, are we are do we still let's be honest are you still dealing with the anxiety and the anger issues oh, yes yes do you still have far. suicidal ideation or is that uh no that that that's gone that's gone okay. i don't really struggle with that anymore but it's really the anxiety the anxiety is there all the time yeah and since i work customer service it's it's in the background like it's there but I don't let it get to me. I try to try to do my best, not let it get to me. Are you on any medications? Or uh, no, or? actually I'm not. I do not yeah. take any medication. Yeah. I self-regulate it myself. I'll usually, if I'm feeling bad, anxiety, I'll 
I, I'll use the punch bag. It'll snap me right out of it. If I start having an anxiety attack, I'll hit that bag a couple times with some music or work out, and it'll get it right out. It's cathartic. It's just like like going to a car and just screaming really loud, punching a pillow, punching it, the punching exercise. Bag. It's all cathartic. That's great. Especially the punch bag, because like, if you're stressed out and you have a punching bag, use it. Please, it is so helpful. Yeah, it'll hurt your knuckles, but eventually after about six months, your knuckles will harden up. It is lovely. Let me tell you. I don't know how many, because I have a canvas bag, so it'll rip your knuckles up. I don't know how many like blood stains I put on that thing, how many times my knuckles got ripped up because I didn't use my wraps. Yeah. But now my knuckles are like steel. It's like built-in brass knuckles. It's great. Well, look, it's, it's great. You're going into the military. Military things are looking good for you. Let's just do some rapid-fire questions. Go for it. So which, what's your favorite movie recently that you've seen? Oh, uh, Aquaman. Got to say Aquaman. Aquaman? I did not see Aquaman. Mira is gorgeous. Oh, that's Amber Heard. That's Johnny Depp's ex. Oh, she's beautiful. She was a gold digger. She, I, I don't care. She's beautiful. You know, she is half his age. They got married because they met in a movie, and then she accused him of... Oh, beating her. Yeah, yeah I remember exactly. That. I remember so, that. That was pretty recently, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, he, and she took half of his money. Oof. Yeah, so that, that's... Uh, you know, lesson to us all. Watch out for gold diggers. Now, maybe she was beat. Johnny Depp's crazy. Who knows? Who knows? But, but Johnny Depp is a good actor, though. I mean, Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, if, if your next, if your, if your next question is, what is my favorite movie of all time? I gotta say, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, don't worry. He keeps on doing them, like, because he gets like a twenty-five million dollar paycheck. Well, let's right? be honest. Jack Sparrow is everybody's spirit animal, especially mine. <laughs> all right. Um, what's your favorite band of all time? Oh. Uh, that's uh, I don't have a favorite band. I do have a favorite rap artist, and that is Little Skies because his stuff is really smooth. See, though. this is why I like talking to young people because I have no idea who that is. Uh, he, um, it's an artist. But I mean, if I if I'm on my favorite rock band, Meatloaf. Okay, so one band or artist you can only listen to their catalog for the rest of your life. Who would it be? Rest of your life. ACDC. ACDC. All right. ACD. I was raised right. All right. That's yeah, 80s classic rock. You can't go wrong yes. with that. All right. All right. What about uh, favorite TV show you've seen recently? Uh, seen recently? <laughs> My favorite TV show? Doctor Who. Doctor Who. I'm wow. A, I'm a, a nerd. I am a Whovian. <laughs> I am a Whovian. Have you seen the, the young, the, the female version? Jodie Whittaker? Yeah. She does her pretty good. She does yeah. them pretty good. I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm proud that... Jody Whitaker taking over. I'm I, I support I support it. Not everybody will agree with me right now, but I do support it. So so have you gone back to I mean I'm not saying like the the, the seven, 60s, 70s who, but like with uh uh with Tenant. Oh oh Tenant is my favorite doctor okay, without so a doubt. I was gonna ask you. So Tenant's your favorite. Okay. Yes. Okay, great, great, great. All right. And uh what any other thing you want to share with the, the crowd here, oh, Jimmy, well, before I, we go? I'm I'm no, I mean you're feeling pretty good right now. I, I am. Like, I'm glad that I was able to get this out there because I understand that like females get body shamed a lot, but guys do too. I don't think how many people realize that how many how much guys get body shamed. Well, you see it now with the rise of manorexia. So you see a lot of, oh my of, gosh, of guys who are bullied, and so they go to the gym, and now they work out six seven hours a day, and that's what they call manorexia. Just guys who roid up, you know, they get gigantic. Yeah, because they they don't feel comfortable in their body, and it's yeah. because it's not as shown as much because everybody's like, oh, she's getting body shamed. Oh, we have to help her, but they don't realize that guys go through the same thing, and that honestly, like I like I'm not trying to be biased or anything but it's I, I i sometimes think that women get more of the spotlight of that than guys do because guys do the same amount they eat about the same percentage on both sides but women get most of the attention like oh my gosh she lost all this weight whereas oh 
Steve, you, you lost some weight. Good for you. No one really cares. Yeah, but you see, I think men can get away with being overweight because, like, women still are, are largely defined. Now, the feminists will get mad, but they are still largely defined by their beauty and their looks. They are, which so, is kind of it's semi irritating in certain cases because, I mean, if that's all you're defined by, then. But that's a lot of pressure on women. That's why there's such an inordinate amount of eating disorders. With guys, though, you can be overweight, but as long as you're rich, you can still get good-looking women. And as long as you're not too overweight, like if you have a dad bod, it's fine. Because apparently dad bod is like all the rage now, and I don't know why. Because some study was done in 2016, 2017, where it's shown that girls actually prefer guys who have an extra 20 pounds Hmm. rather than guys who are flat-chested, toned, Hmm. six-pack abs. Hmm. So there's hope for us all. Yes, there's hope for us all. <laughs> to all you gentlemen out there who have a slight dad body, there's hope for you all. Let yeah. me tell you. And, and the other thing I tell my students, especially the guys who, who work out, they did a bunch of studies to see what women find most attractive, like the, the soccer body physique, which is you know muscular but trimmed. Oh, yeah, extremely or, lean. Or like the really roided up guy. And all the studies show the women like the soccer body physique. So I tell the, the guys in my class, I'm like, don't spend all this time getting roided up or you can't even turn your head. you got to turn your whole body. <laughs> you're that, you're like that, that episode from Family Guy with theories on steroids. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but yeah. It's you know, funny. They can barely move. And I tell them, like, girls like lean guys. So like swimmer physique. Yeah, yeah like yeah, Michael yeah, Phillips. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, so Jimmy, that's great. Thanks for uh, coming in. We appreciate it. Anything Not else? Any parting uh, thoughts? Well, all I can say is um, don't lose your son of screwdrivers. <laughs> all right, take care. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jimmy. As you can tell, Jimmy is a very articulate, bright young man. Guys, as always, please post an honest review for Confessions of an Obese Child. I know we've gone a lot of them recently, and that's great, and I appreciate the positive reviews. But please give us an honest review on Apple Podcasts and write what you would like more of, what you would like less of. And if possible, also post a review for Holistic Health News and for Kate's Apothecary. Until next time, guys, take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Make sure to visit us at www.naturopathicearth.com for additional confessions, wellness articles, recipes, and a whole lot more. Leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Naturopath Earth. See you next time.